The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have you ever suffered from those joint aches and pains and you notice the wrinkles and you're like, wow, am I aging? And then if you notice that your attention starts to wander, you can't remember that name. It's like, is it Winifred? Is it Wilma? Oh, it's Wolfie. You just can't remember the name and you think, is this aging? If you've ever noticed that you were getting impatient, your interests were changing, and your body was too. Today is your day because we're going to discuss aging into mysticism. In today's world, it's very common for people to go to all these wellness clinics, to do all these checks, to find out, you know, what's the cholesterol, what are your numbers, what's your blood pressure, and so on and so on, to look for the presence of disease. But what is healthy aging? Today's show is going to change your life because we're going to teach you about how every culture celebrates how our brain and body age like wine into acquiring mystical knowledge. Yes, mystical knowledge to impart into the younger generations. Today, I'm going to show you how to understand how spirituality, intuition grow as we grow older. You know, when I was in medical school, they had various parameters for what was normal cholesterol. And there was an HDL and an LDL and a total cholesterol. And if you had higher HDL and it offset the ratio, then your little bit higher total cholesterol was fine. So, I don't know, four years ago, I'm driving down the road. You know, and they 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 look at your age and they go, you know, you're getting older. You've got to pay attention to these things. So I get a call from the nurse. Mona Lisa. You got to come right in away, uh, right in right away, because you know 
you're getting up in that age, a certain age, and your cholesterol's really high, really high, and you've got to go on very high dose Lipitor. I went, wait a minute. She says, doctor says. I said, really? Doctor says. I am, of course, a doctor. Doctor says what? And she knew I was being very sarcastic. She says, well, the American, I said, I don't care what the guidelines are. I know what the guidelines are. She said, well, there are new guidelines. I said, I know. There's always something new because there's always more Lipitor to sell. I said, what's my HDL? Well, I didn't look at that. I said, it matters. You know. Well, you know the guidelines. I said, you know what? I don't care about the guidelines. Tell me my ratio. If I have, she and she starts going with the guidelines. Again, with the guideline. Every year, it's a different guideline. I'm a scientist. It's a study for truth. It's amazing. Truth evolves every year. It's incredible. And so, to some degree, we have to grow in faith. Yes, we want to be vigilant about our blood pressure, lipids, weights, and so on and so on, so we can age gracefully with grit. However, we want to also know what's different about us. We're going to talk about this today. Remember, we're taking your calls 816-251-3555 from within the USA and Canada. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. I wrote this show a little bit differently today. Yes, I write every show. When we age, we accumulate knowledge, knowledge on earth and knowledge via a connection to the heavens. When we're young, we used to go to the library to pick up knowledge. We got a card. We could check out books. What you don't know is when you grow on earth, you check out mystical knowledge. How do you do that? You don't have to go to the library. All you have to do is have some situation happen where you get to check out some mystical knowledge. Usually, it's some kind of fall or some kind of problem. And how does that happen? We accumulate knowledge over time. It gets wired in our brain and body. How do we do that? We have something in our mind, we pay attention to it, and we remember it. I'm going to repeat that again. We hold it, we pay attention to it, and we remember it. But aging isn't just in our mind and body. Aging comes from a connection to the divine. And there are steps. In spirituality, in any culture you have, there's something called a divine marriage. You can get married or connect to people on earth, but you also get married or connect to the divine in another realm. You can meet each other, people on earth, by walking on the road, walking in the bus station, walking in the airport, going in a restaurant. But you meet the divine via situations that are troubling, trying, difficult at times painful. And that's how you hook up to the divine. 
They call it divine marriage, believe it or not. And you get steps. And each time you have a run-in or you, as they say, hook up, you acquire more knowledge. You check out more books out of the records in the sky. And you gradually accumulate, accumulate more and more knowledge, which gets you closer to the divine. There's a, there's a great commercial on TV. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. You have to get up. Eventually you get up. Each time you fall down in your family, relationship, money, work, with a child or parent, and so on and so on, you fall down, you have a capacity to learn something on earth and the divine, and when you fall down, part of you ascends. Yes, ascends, gets closer to the divine because you'll learn a mystical message and you'll learn a message on earth. A friend of mine had a dog. Dog got older and older and older and older. And the older we get, the more aging we get, we learn stuff on earth. The more stuff we learn on earth, the more times we've fallen down and the more things we've got learned mystically. Kindness, discipline, how to sit with pain, how to be kind with ourselves, kind with others, and so on and so on. These mystical lessons. What is knowledge? What is wisdom? What's a promise? What's grounded? What's heavenly? There are other concepts. But suffice it to say, when we learn them, we get higher and higher. So my friend has this really, really old, old dog. And it's been on Earth for a long time. It's learned a lot of stuff. And, you know, it's accumulated a lot of probably, I don't know, doggy heaven information. So the dog that's so old, you put him outside. And it couldn't really walk. So you just placed it outside and it peed. And then you brought him back inside. So eventually one day, my friend Murray, not her real name, calls me up in the middle of the night and goes, Mona Lisa, my dog ascended. Well, Mary is very Christian. And when she said the dog ascended, I thought she meant the dog died and went to heaven, you know, ascended. And I said, oh, the dog died. She ascended. And she went, she, no, she actually ascended. She was outside and a eagle or something picked her up and took her away. <laughs> oh, my God. The key is she did ascend. And spiritually, when we learn lessons through our life, we get closer and closer and closer spiritually to the heavens. And biologically, anatomically in our brain, our brains change. Cortisol, epinephrine, tragedy and trauma rewire our brain so that it's harder for us to pay attention in the world and it's easier, easier for us to pay attention to the cosmos. It may be harder for us to pay attention to a sight or sound, be able to see something, we become more clairvoyant. To hear something, we become more clairaudient. As our vision and hearing dims, we become more pinpoint focused for our vision and hearing in other realms, clairvoyance and clair 
sentient. As we get neuropathy, we become more sensitized, clairsentient, and so on and so on. But as we learn these steps, we learn ba basic concepts. We learn how to have things on, in the world, what to have, what to hold on to, and what to let go. First center in medical intuition. Those kinds of things affect our bones, joints, and if we hold on to too much or too little, it affects bone, joints, immune system. When we have trouble in relationships, accepting people for better or for worse, at times it affects our lower back or hormone system. This is medical intuition. Every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component. If we have trouble understanding the concept of affluent richness and poorness, if we get addicted to money and don't accept what we have, that can give us problems again with addiction, obesity, cravings. And then if we have trouble tolerating pain, suffering in ourselves and others, tolerating sickness and health and ourselves others, our children, our parents. That affects our heart, our breasts, our lungs. This is all medical intuition. And then, of course, the, the upper centers that have to do with mortality, spiritual concepts, until death do us part. We learn eventually to love and honor each other as we get older and learn mystical concepts all the days of our life until the end. And that's how adversity and aging helps us acquire mystical concepts. Yes, did that sound familiar? To have and to hold in this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, to death do us part. Loving for all the days of our life that is, of course, the traditional marriage ceremony. And in mysticism, a connection between the earth and the divine is called the divine marriage. The connection between the earth and the heavens. Shalom. And as you get older, you make peace with all the imperfects all the opposites, better or worse, rich or poor. And that's what aging and mysticism is all about. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about aging into mysticism. If you want to know more about the solution today's show, you go to my, want to go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com. See me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you want a private reading, what I do is knowing only someone's name and age. It's not a physician-patient relationship. I don't give you a diagnosis of prescribed treatment. I do show you how the physical symptoms in your body, I describe them in terms of every illness is always in part due to diet, 
genetics, the environment, and so on. But I describe how your body and brain are wired intuitively and how at times your intuition can provoke an illness or make it harder for treatments to work. We will go to line one, Elizabeth 49. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? And of course, I have to press the button. I keep thinking that the heavens are going to press the button. Elizabeth, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How can I be of help? Well, um, thank you so much for this. I, uh, my relationship to aging uh, is, I'm not, I guess I, I would love some guidance on it. Um, for me, I've always felt ageless. And I feel okay, that hold now. on a second. Wait a minute now. You yeah. can't be ageless because that means you think you're going to live to forever. And you know that you can't because yeah. you knew you got a round-trip ticket here. Yeah. So it takes 10 months, not nine, 10 months to get here. And it actually takes 10 months to get over someone dying. Normal bereavement takes 10 months. And if you look around, you see other people die. So you must think, oh, I'm going to die too. Yeah. So well, there's something related to this, which is wait, that I, I understand. Have... Okay, wait a minute. Okay. I see someone near you in a family. I see what they do daily is not using their gifts, talents, and skills, and it feels like they painted themselves in a corner and they're depressed. Mm-hmm. But inside of that, they have. They look okay on the outside of their face. They mm-hmm. look fine and reasonable, but inside they're not happy. Mm-hmm. You think they're okay, but they're not. You're a kind of person that you see someone, you think they're fabulous, and you put a blind eye to their difficult side. That is based on how you grew up, which we'll get into that in a second. But somehow, you think this person is fine and wonderful. But you are intuitively keyed into them. Who do you live with, Elizabeth? I live alone. Who is someone near you who's aging? What they do daily is not using all of their gifts, talents, and skills, and they're not happy. I would say that's probably my mother. How old is she? She is uh, she's come 70. On, on. 70. So when you were 39, she was 60. Mm-hmm. What was going on with her when she was 60? I think that maybe when she started dating her current husband, who I think is not a good fit. Why do you care? But why do I care? Um, yeah. Well, you asked me what was going on at that time, and, and I think related to what you were saying about her not using her gifts and talents, and I think that's a part of it. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I 
I look at your head. I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. I see problems with focus, attention, melancholy, sadness, fatigue. I wonder if your legs and arms feel heavy. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if your body has problems processing fats or oils. I wonder if you have problems with estrogen, progesterone. I wonder if changes in estrogen, progesterone influence your pain threshold in your body, in your joints, influence fatigue during the day and problems with sleep, falling asleep and staying asleep at night. I wonder at times whether your muscles feel spasmy but then feel heavy and weak. At times, I wonder whether you feel like you have a pressure in your chest that's hard to take a deep breath. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to the sun and reactive to changes in estrogen and progesterone. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, well, I did. I was like, I, I had symptomatic fibroids for eight years from around nine years from around 30 to 39. Okay, wait a minute. That's all you did have a problem at age 39. That's well, at age 39 is when I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. Okay, wait a minute. So at 39, when your mother got married, you had premature ovarian failure. Yeah. Who were you going out with at your mother getting married? Who were you going out with? I was married for many years at that time. I'm divorced now. There was a but no, no. So you there. were were you married at thirty when your mother was? Were you married at thirty nine? I was already married for many years at that time. When did you get a divorce? I got a divorce two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. So you do have problems with estrogen and progesterone? Yeah. I mean, there was nothing they could do. They said, I mean, I'm not on any hormones, but yeah. No, it's not about, it's not about, hold on a second. So has it affected your focus and attention? I I hadn't um, related to my problems with focus and attention with that. But yes, I do have problems with focus and attention. I also am dealing with um, toxic mold exposure. Okay, hold on. Forget about about your toxic mold for a second. Okay. So around before at 39, Mm -hmm. since 39, have you felt your limbs were heavy, your lower extremities? Yes. Yes. Okay. And did you have a feeling like a pressure in your chest that was hard to take a deep breath? Yes. Was that since the age of 39? I would say probably even before then, while I was going through the um, symptomatic fibroids. Okay. I had that because, yeah. 
So you had symptomatic fibroids, and then you were diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. Yeah, the bleeding suddenly stopped. But you understand that when yeah. you have, I learned this from Kristen Rother, when you have surgery or whatever kind of treatment for fibroids, especially if it's surgical, that sometimes that can affect the ovarian artery, and yeah. that can hasten oh, um, menopause by five years, make it faster. I didn't have any 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 surgery or treatment. So you just had a fibroid. I had yes, I had I had heavy heavy bleeding, horrible clotting for many many years. I tried herbal remedies. I tried iodine. I didn't get surgery. I didn't get any take. I didn't have any kind of treatment like that. My point is, is since that time with hormones, you had changes in focus, attention, your lower extremities felt like lead. The reason why I say that are those symptoms of dopamine and serotonin. Mm -hmm. And they can also, because estrogen has dopamine and serotonin, it can also affect your immune system. So before Mm -hmm. what you call toxic mold, you had all these symptoms. Around well, the time, well, wait a minute, wait, before you go into the mold, mm-hmm. around the time you were having these hormone symptoms, you were getting many of the same symptoms as mold. now um i many of what you said is what i experience i do have fatigue um i do have brain fog um digestive issues i'm i'm extremely sensitized to mold and chemicals. i know but you know but you keep saying that because the point of the matter is is many of those symptoms are also due to hormones mm-hmm. so you can't tell well, you can't it's tell. Hard, it, you're right. It's hard to, to differentiate. I understand I that. The only reason, very young. I understand. The only yeah. reason why I know that is because I'm highly allergic to mold. Mm-hmm. And I had breast cancer and I lost hormones very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you cannot decipher which symptoms are due to which. And the reason why I say that is because you could chase the mold wagon until cows come home. The real issue is your problems are second center. Is that mother got married around the time, more or less one or two years, you, you got divorced. And that's second center. And that's hormones. Hold on, okay? When we come okay. back, we're going to finish up with this woman, Elizabeth, and talking about aging and mysticism, you're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
we're sitting here and we are back with Elizabeth. Are you there, Elizabeth? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Elizabeth, where do you live? Uh, I don't live, I, I don't have a home right now. I'm doing what's called extreme mold avoiding. As I explained, I was exposed to toxic mold and I'm doing a protocol, which is spending time in pristine areas of nature to help clear out my body. Let me ask That's you what question. was recommended to me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, why don't you go to a place like Arizona? I, well, actually, I was just there recently. I'm in New Mexico now. Good. So why don't you live there? Yeah. I'm not sure if I want to settle here. Part of the protocol is to spend time in different areas. And this year, I'm going to be exploring where I want to settle, where it would be best no, no, for no, me no, to no, settle. No, 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 Let me ask you a question. You're, I'm somebody uh-huh. who has a lot of health problems, mm-hmm. including the mold issue. Mm-hmm. Since age 10, I was allergic to mold. Well, there's a difference between allergy no, and toxicity. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. The point of the matter is, I would move where there was less mold. Well, yeah. And less likely to have toxic mold. And that would be dry things. And you would say, but I want to find out if I want to live there. Who cares what you want? It's what your body wants. There's more to it. And I I know we have limited time. I know, but my point is, no, 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 there isn't. Make it simple. Mysticism is simple. You get a vote, your body gets a vote, and your soul gets a vote. It's what your body wants. Your body votes with your feet. Where you were before when you had toxic mold, your body and your soul didn't want to be there. That's correct. And so you go not where your mind wants to be. You say, I don't know if I want to be there. Your mind in this situation, when you go older, is often not your friend. You have to go by what your body wants. That's what I'm doing. I, but you didn't say that. Okay. You said well, I, I have didn't to use find the out what I want. My point is, is this. Sometimes you have to go with what makes sense and not Absolutely. what you want. Dry, no mold. Dry, no toxic mold. And you will find out that you might not even know that that might even be the partner of your dreams there. Did you hear that aloud? I did. I I actually already met someone here that may very well be. And we're, he's open to living wherever. So it's it's following wherever my body feels comfortable. So in other words, I said, so I did say, that there's a dry place that you might meet somebody. Yeah, and I did. I met him in New Mexico. Right. I want you just to think about meeting someone in New Mexico and I consider what might be wrong with staying in New Mexico. Good luck. You take it easy. That's about second center. And that's hormones. Partnership. We will go to line two. Jeff, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. I have like a discomfort on the right side, I guess where the ribs end and maybe the kidney is. And, and I'm not sure if it's a stone, if I'm going to be passing the stone. It's 
kind of like been happening almost since like 2014. One night I had a pain and I woke up the next morning and my legs were swelled up, both of them, like edema. Here's a question, Jeff. You've gone to a doctor, you've gone to the emergency room, you've gotten all that checked? Well, in 2014 I did. Just I haven't, uh, I'm thinking about getting a physical because it's been about two years, but the pain in the side that comes and goes periodically, that's the one, that's what I'm You need to, any pain, especially someone who's atypical, if they have a pain from their shoulder blade, I mean, from their xiphoid process, in other words, your lungs, all the way down to your hips, you go and you get it thoroughly checked out, whether it's a cardiologist, an internist, whatever, at least once a year. If you're a woman, any woman who has any pain from up to down, by virtue of a woman being different, you get an EKG. That's what I learned. And as far as I'm concerned, though it's it's different for a man, men usually get a very typical heart issue. You want to make sure that it's not something else. So you go every year. You don't wait till 2014. Do you understand? And you shouldn't yes. go to an intuitive. You want to balance right left brain fact with right brain intuitive and mysticism. Do you get it? Yes. I'm not making fun of you. We want you to stay alive and not join um, the divine too soon. <laughs> right, yes. And I was just, well, my health insurance every year fluctuates, but right now I have some. But I guess I was just wondering, like, is it on a serious side or do you have any idea what it might be? I can't. I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is I saw a problem in a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense of belonging. And I see a problem in a family in the past with someone who was not the most nurturing person. And in fact, they had emotional or mental problems and they weren't the most loving person. And they had trouble taking care of people. And so other people had to step in or pick up for them. And as a result, you kind of use your mind and your intellect and put your body and its needs in the back burner. What was the setting in which you grew up? Well, I lost my mom when I was 18. We moved a few times and uh, my dad had like a, a higher management position throughout the years you left your mother when you were 18 what was she like well, she left she left us yeah i'm sorry oh, wait a minute she left you and your father she passed away she passed away in 18 when i was 18 what did she die of uh, i believe it was the cigarette smoking and then i think bone cancer was spreading after the chemo started i think and that's my understanding oh i'm so sorry There's a guy named Leonard. There's a guy named Leonard Lashan. He published a study in the 50s. He talked about people who lose their parents, 18 or younger, tend to put 
all of their attachment, all of their emphasis on one person in their life. And I would say, and then connect to the divine. And the reason being, because that person who went poof, you're afraid that that can happen again. And it sounds like you're a very atypical person. And your mother leaving you like that made you more mystical and more intuitive. Was your mother more um, unique emotionally even before that time? Well, I'm not sure what you mean by unique. Um, I know you're going to see her in the highest potential. But she doesn't feel like she's the kind of person that brings brownies to the school and is there when you're home and reads your bedtime stories. Is that right? Yeah. That doesn't sound like her? Well, I mean, I've had other people suggest that my parents' parents weren't exactly that great either. But she wasn't too bad of a she uh, of a parent, I thought, you know. Um, let me give you some suggestions. I'm just curious, where did you go when you were 18? Well, I was in high school, but uh, we had made a move from Massachusetts to the Carolinas. And uh, so, and that was within that move, within a year, she had already, uh, I think, got the treatment and then passed away. I'm so sorry. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of having problems with blood sugar, insulin. I can't figure out if you have a tendency of craving carbohydrates, things with fat. I just see something. Hold on a second. I just see something different about your body's metabolism, blood sugar, insulin. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if your liver has problems processing fats, oils. I wonder if it also stores fat and glycogen. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Once again, I see something different with the texture of the organs in your middle and right upper quadrant of your abdomen. I can't figure out if your body has problems again with problems with the content of its fat and body stores of it, not to mention over time blood sugar. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, prostate. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists. I see something different with the flexibility of your joints. I can't figure out whether you've injured one of your thumbs before, whether you slammed it in one of the doors. I, I broke my thumb once. That's it, because the thumb looks like it's been deformed or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wondered whether you'd used la- manual labor. It looks like the size of someone who's done manual labor. I look at the hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see capacity to have a lateral curvature in your thoracic spine. 
I wonder whether one hip is higher than the other. And one of your ankles was injured. I can't figure out if you had a fall. You have asymmetric gait. I wonder whether or not you had problems with kids in middle school and then somebody making fun of you. As a result, I wonder if you have nervousness, anxiousness, and you tend to bond with the heavens, spirituality, the divine, more than people. You trust mysticism more than you do people. In that sense, aging for you would be old hat. Aging into mysticism would be a misnomer because your history of abuse made you trust the heavens more than you trusted people. And your early history of adversity, the loss of your mother, made you have a history of that severe loss accelerating your mystical growth. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Well, I was really you know, concerned about the right side, right where the ribs kind of Let me end ask you a question. How tall are you? About 5'10", 11. How much do you weigh? Right now, it's about 230. Okay. Do you remember what I said about your body having a problem with metabolism, fats or oils? Yeah. And that your body may store fats or oils in your right upper quadrant of your GI tract? You can never ask anybody other than a physician for a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. However, in your right upper quadrant, of course, there's the liver. And if you're too heavy, a lot of times your body will take fat and store it in your liver. Are you following me? Yes. And fatty liver is sometimes a cause of right upper quadrant pain underneath the ribs. Are you following me? Yes, yes. So you need to go to an internal doctor or gastroenterologist and have them check that out. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not blaming you because in many ways, addiction runs in your family. But let me ask you a question. And that's not just plain addiction. It's something else. Did your father and mother have problems years before she died? You mean like just the classic arguments? Um, Other things. Maybe that I wasn't aware of, but even after she was diagnosed with cancer, I remember hearing them arguing one night. I usually didn't hear them arguing. I guess they did it uh, privately, but, uh, I mean, they argued. And how old were you when you first started being a little heavy? You know, it, around 2014, when I, I, I when my legs swelled up with the edema issue, prior to that, I really didn't 
struggle with my weight. I was usually pretty good and pretty much since then. Now, last two years ago, I lost about 30 pounds. A lot of that was just not eating much. I missed two, food. But... Two years ago, you lost weight. When yeah. you were in middle school or high school, did anybody pick on you? Well, I made a move in those years too, and and yes, there were some initiate, you know, people testing you out and and uh, picking. I remember saying to myself, "I can't believe I'm being picked on," but I picked on people too. But yes, I was picked on. But what? What quality? In some cases, in some cases, some of the people said I ended up being friends with them, and you know, and, and but initially it was, uh, I guess they were picking on me. Maybe my. Uh, I had dandruff, you know, where people, kids pick on kids, and I think I had the scalp uh, flakes, and so they would pick on that. They weren't picking on my weight. Okay. Uh, I, I really, my weight wasn't really an issue till about 2014 forward. Okay. Are you married? No, I'm not. Have you ever been married? You know, I knew you might ask me these kind of questions, and uh, but I still called. But no, I have not been married. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Hold on a second. Are you a very unique person? Well, I think I'm different. <laughs> no, no. Would you say that you trust the heavens, mysticism, more than you trust? Oh, well, people? certainly. I think. Yeah, I think I had. maybe a near-death experience or astral projection issue when I was really like a a baby rushed to the hospital, trouble breathing. And then later in the 90s, I really gravitated toward the near-death experience stories. And I am... What what happened? When back when when I was a small kid? Yeah. I think think it might have been what might have been called a childhood food. But I had trouble breathing and my lips turned blue when they rushed me to the hospital. And were you different from the other kids? Well, I never, well, I I got held back in first grade, so that kind of made me feel not as intelligent as the rest of everybody growing up. It's not necessarily that. It's that your brain is unique. It, and, and then losing your mother made it more difficult. And that you are, that's why this show is aging in the mysticism, and it's a misnomer. Yes, it's a normal process that we accumulate more tragedies and traumas over our life as we get older. However, your brain is uniquely uniquely qualified and patterned to be connected to the divine. Whether it's brain injury or just plain shapes, And then the tragedy, again, of losing your mother made you more likely not to be having your brain, it's like a a, a radio, be able to pick W-D-I-V-I-N-E, Radio Divine, but also the loss of somebody on earth made you know that you could never lose anybody in the heavens. They would always be there. They never die on you. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And kids never realize, they think it's the dandruff or something on their head. But they don't realize that it's something different about their head and that you're unique. You know, I once met a patient 
as a neuropsychiatrist. She comes in and she says, help. Someone's changing all the magazines on my coffee table. Make them stop. These uh, angels. People probably heard me saying this story before. And I went, angels come visit you every night and change the magazines on the coffee table? She says, yeah, it's annoying. Make them stop. And I said, you know, usually people spend a lot of money trying to get lessons to see angels. You know what I'm talking about. These people, they want to see angels. And um, she said, I don't know about that. I just want you to make them stop. I don't like people messing with my magazines. And so I did an MRI of her head, and I noticed that she had a glioma on the area of the brain that's affected by people who have trauma and tragedy, but also near-death experiences and oxic injury but also post-traumatic stress disorder. And so it made sense to me that she saw angels. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And a lot of people who have epilepsy in that area have ecstatic intuitive states and ecstatic religious states. There is a bunch, there are a bunch of studies. It's called neuro spirituality talks about the neurology of where spirituality is in the brain and people with certain kinds of brains they're more physically capable of connecting to the divine and apparently you are so you think that i'm thinking it's pathological for you not to be married when really in kabbalah they took about the divine marriage between the divine masculine and divine feminine. We talk about masculine and feminine on earth when divine masculine and feminine is in the heavens. Did you know that? No, I'm just listening. So my point is, nothing wrong with you. But I can understand why kids would make fun of you because they know you're different. They just don't know what's wrong, what's different about you. Do you understand? Sure. I mean, I'm certainly guide. I'm trying to access the Akashic records or feel pulled to do that. And right, because you have the right anatomy to do it. Like somebody, like um, that guy Michael Phelps, he has really long arms, and so he was full. He felt pulled to become a swimmer because his arms make him be more able to become a swimmer. He's got those long arms that are intimidating to other swimmers. Instead of having long arms that can make you swim along a, a pool faster, you have a long brain, if you will, in your limbic system to connect to the divine better. Do you understand? That sounds good. That sounds good. Yes. I'm not trying to make you feel good. Believe me. Um, yeah. I don't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot lie. My point is, kids, kids, they're kids. They see something that's different and they go, hey, you, what's different about you? What's wrong with you? They can't say what's unusual about you. Unusual has three syllables, right? So they'll say, what's wrong with you? Because it's one syllable and it's shorter. Got it? Yeah. And then they'll beat you up. Animal kingdoms do that. If there's something different about that animal, they'll beat the crap out of it. Maybe even kill it. Sometimes the mother does that. They say something different about that kitten. They kill it. You got to take that kitten out of 
the, uh, I was going to say nest. I can't even think about it right now. Litter. So my point is, is that the worst thing about you is third chakra, self-esteem, and your weight. And it increases your chance toward heart and GI tract problems. So you are going to go, or I'm going to crawl on my lips to where you live. And I know area codes, and I'm not going to read yours on the air, okay? But you don't want me to reverse look up your phone number, do you? No. I've been known to drive up someone's driveway and go, you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never do that. Well, I'm, I'm planning to set one up. How sh should I mention to them? That, what would you suggest I ask them to look tell at? Tell them that you have, you, you're heavy. You're 230 pounds and you're 5'10". And you know that that probably means you should lose a fair amount. And you have had for a while here abdominal pain up underneath your right rib cage and you'd like to know if you have liver gallbladder problems or something like that could they look underneath the hood do you understand right yes you know that I... tell them emphasize that this is not your area you are not a physician nor do you play one on tv right okay? i did have that gallbladder scanned uh like two i know years but ago. you understand that's why i said you know what sure. i mean because all pain in the right upper quadrant isn't necessarily a gallbladder. There's more things underneath there than gallbladder. Yes. You get it? Okay. Yes, I will but be listening to But the main problem show. is really that that pain is really part of your intuitive guidance system that basically says this area, the digestion, the middle center, needs to be evaluated. Because even though you're a savant in the heavens, it means you'd still need to take care of what's on earth. Even though you've aged when you were young into mysticism, you still are very much on earth. Good luck, okay? Thank you. I want you. to thank, thank you for you welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.